Hi, everybody. Welcome to a very special Prog Report episode. It's our mid-year uh, 2023 podcast. There you go. And joining me is Kyle mm. Fagala. Uh, you've seen a lot of our faces on the YouTube channel lately for some reason, doing doing different reaction videos and uh, and all that kind of stuff. We're trying to be a bit more active on the YouTube channel. We're not always great about it, but uh, we also have the, uh, the audio podcast, which has a lot of the similar stuff. If you're not catching us on YouTube, you can check us out on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, um, wherever else you get your podcasts and all that stuff. And of course, all our stuff is on progreport.com and our Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and wherever else. Um, we're very annoying about being everywhere. Hi, Kyle. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. It looks like you've got like a little five o'clock shadow. You and like it's this? just, I think it's just like one thirty. So this is amazing. <laughs> my, my facial hair does not grow that quickly. So it's, uh, it's no. the dim, it's the dim lighting. I'm trying to create uh, mood lighting and okay. it gives me a fancy, a fancy look. Yeah. I like it. I'm doing good. Yeah. I, I went and saw uh, Foo Fighters on, uh, the non-mirrored Foo Fighters, I suppose. I went and saw them on Friday, and they were awesome. So yeah, yes, yeah, good times. I've only seen them once, unfortunately, and uh, but they're great. I did get to see them with Taylor, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, how was that show? Real quick, not that it has anything to do with this podcast. It has nothing but. to do with Prague, although they did uh, play their ten-minute song, which is, I guess, a mini epic in the Prague world. And I, you could say that it's the teacher is the name of the song. It's the penultimate yeah, yeah. song on the song. newest album, and it's a good song, and it has you know kind of Prague leanings, let's say. Uh, they were great. And, you know, I think any conversation has to filter through conversation of Taylor Hawkins and he's sort of a guy that can't be replaced, but Josh freeze is as good as anybody they could hope for. And ironically, uh, he actually played in the replacements. So he is uh, a replacement in multiple senses of the word, I guess, oh, he but did, did he? he, he was awesome. I mean, he was really, really, really good. And, and he's really like the perfect fit for them. And, to me, they, they were tighter and seem to have a little bit more renewed energy than even when I've seen them before. It's like the fourth time I've seen them. So go catch them. Again, I know, not Prague, but... Okay, well, we're going to talk about the best of uh, the Prague stuff that's come out so far this year. Or I mean, there's probably way more than even we're going to cover. I will say, outside of Prague, my favorite album has been that Foo Fighters, uh, but here we are record, which I think is phenomenal. So if you like them and you like other stuff than what we're about to get into, I, I think that's a great one check that out yeah it is uh, and yes i am wearing these uh ear airpod things in my in my ears for the first time on one of these things so it looks totally natural you could have, could have never told it you know if you hadn't said anything i would have never known oddly enough i will say i'm pretty much wearing these almost all day long when i'm not doing a podcast oh okay i wear them everywhere all the time so uh well, yeah i'm always listening to music that's the only way to keep up with all this stuff that we uh that we are that we have to listen to yeah. Uh, all right. So we have uh, I picked 15 uh, songs um, from 15 different albums, things that have already been released. So if it's just a single that's come out uh, without an album, we're not covering that. These are just full albums that have already come out in really no particular order. A lot of these I'm sure we'll revisit on our end of the year podcast as well. Um, and you said some of these you haven't even heard. So this will be your first time to check them out and, and just sort of see. Um, yeah. yeah. So let's go ahead and jump in um, and uh, go ahead and put the... Uh, the other screen here cool all right our first one is uh rpwl uh long time uh band they've uh, out of germany i think this is maybe their eighth record i don't remember some of the stats by the way that we throw out in this podcast are maybe wrong because we have nothing written <laughs> down it's all for memory um yeah. But uh, I love this album this is a really good one if you like this band if you like stuff like iq marillion 
older Porcupine Tree stuff, Pink Floyd, the singer sounds a lot like David Gilmore. The guitar playing kind of has a Gilmore feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a long epic on the album called King of the World, uh, which I think is uh, is really good. So we'll check out a little bit of that. Uh, this is the one, so I, I'll be honest, not super familiar with this band. And when you told me it was like their eighth album, I was like, oh, really? Um, but this is the one that jumped out to me as probably one of my favorites of these 15. Uh, definite David Gilmore. There at the end of that, I actually heard some Riverside, which obviously Riverside is kind of doing their own best version of uh, Pink Floyd at, at times as well. So um, I guess it's inescapable to sound like Pink Floyd when you're a prog band. But um I like it. I think it's really cool. So it was, you know, nothing like life changing, you know, but it, it all sounded really good. Yeah. So uh, agreed. I mean, I think there's, there's some aspect to some of these prog albums that, um, they don't always have to be groundbreaking. That That's sort of how I yeah. look at it. I, I have a sort of feeling about a lot of these albums that come out that generally because it's in the genre that it is, and it's sort of of that same kind of mentality and musicianship quality and production and stuff like that. I can generally find something good on most of these albums that I, you know, to like. Um, yeah. It doesn't always mean somebody asked me, like, you know, are there any of these albums that you would you think you'd put on a best of the decade type of thing? And I, I couldn't possibly know that. Um, but maybe I don't know. I only know if I go back to it l- yeah. later on. And I haven't had that opportunity with any of these yet, right? So it's it's hard to tell. But yeah, generally I like all the stuff that comes out most mostly. Some obviously yeah. better than others. But well, this will um, be one that I'm listening to after this podcast. Is actually I want to hear the whole album and kind of get into it. So yeah, that's a that's a really good one. Uh, all right, the next one is uh, Ray Alder, former singer Fate's Warning, has his second solo album on Inside Out called Just Simply Two. Um, this is the second single, Waiting for Some Sun. Um, there's a bit more of a Fate's Warning prog element on this album than the first solo record he did. Um, same musicians on this one. His voice, though, to me, I like his voice on this solo stuff because I like actually when he just sings normal and is, doesn't yeah. have to do the high screeching stuff. That's how this song kind of is. I really like the chorus in this song. It's sort of understated, um, but I dig it. So uh, this this has been my favorite single so far from his, from his album. There's Ray. And it's hard to In a darker room than you, Roy. So it's okay. 
way moodier. I mean, it's it's yeah. low key. It's kind of got a groove to yeah. it. I just I like the melody behind it. You know, I don't know. It kind of works for me. How does that compare to uh, A through Z for you? That I like. That's how they better. say it. A to Z. You know, but it's A through a to Z. Z. I think. Yeah. I like this album better than that one. Although that one was kind of cool. That was also good. But I actually I like this solo album very much. I thought I thought it was good. It's again, is it groundbreaking? I, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't say that. But. A lot of good songs, and if you like Ray's voice, he sounds great. So, I, I um, feel like like the groundswell for this uh, hit, that album was pretty positive, was it not? I mean, seemed like people that like Fates that like him were excited about it. I mean, that is not me in the category yeah. of people who's like you know excited about Fates Warning or him. It's I'm not one of those. But uh, right. you know, like Kyle Graves, like for example, uh, his his thought on it was pretty positive, was it not? Yes, he's a big uh, he's a big fan of Ray's, and uh, I think he liked it. He wrote, actually he did like it because he wrote the review. That's how I know. There you go. There you go. Mystery. Uh, mystery. Uh, Canadian band. Uh, the man, pickup artist. A... He was on that show. Yeah. You remember the pickup was artist? Was he? Yeah, with, with the guy with the hat that taught people how to pick up dates. I you do remember, remember that? that show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a great Saturday Night Live skit where Bill Clinton dresses up like mystery. Anyway, sorry. Going yeah. going deep into the SNL files. Go ahead. Oh. Mystery the band from Canada. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Their new album is called Redemption, uh, just released uh, May 15th, um, follows in that same line of uh, the RPWLs and that kind of neo-symphonic prog. Um, yeah. Really great stuff, really great really great songs on here. There's really nothing not to like. The playing is great. Um, yeah, this is the first track on the album called Behind the Mirror. Let's hear it. got the cover to Fear of a Blank Planet followed by the cover of Visions by Haken, which is nice, visually. I, I like great. that one. That's yeah. a good one. I like that a lot too. They were formed in 1986 by multi-instrumentalist yep. Michael Saint Pierre. Correct. Maybe. Uh, their self-titled debut, 92. They've been around forever. Yep. Uh, let's see it's how many It's been a albums. while since they released a record, I believe. All right. So the people out there watching, how many albums are you thinking? Is it five? Is it seven? Is it eight? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eighth album, Redemption, in 2023. How about that? They've yep. been around forever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Next one is one of your favorites. Uh, Emolecule. Emolecule, yeah. uh, yes. Emolecule, their debut album, The Architect, which came out earlier this year. I think I want to say in January. Uh, it's the duo, Simon Collins and Kelly Nordstrom, formerly of Sound of Contact. Simon Collins is, of course, Phil Collins' son, singer and drummer. Kelly Nordstrom plays guitar and bass. Um, yeah. And it's uh, you know, this kind of sci-fi prog element to it. Um, concept album. 
uh, it has a mix of weird, long, kind of proggy, weird, technical, kind of electronic songs mixed in with some songs that could really be on almost 90s pop radio. It's, it's sort of a mix of, of that kind of stuff. Um, but when the court, when they hit these good choruses, I think it really works, which is on this, this one here, which is their last video that they just put out called prison planet. So um, prison planet. That. Yeah. No, check yeah. And the mute. You kind of hear that Phil Collins drum sound in there. Yeah, the gated drum sound. Um, yeah. Actually, I have the uh, – there's a software uh, suite called Superior Drummer that allows you to model, like, MIDI drum sounds. Like, this kit that I'm on is a MIDI kit. And mm -hmm. Hugh uh, – is it Hugh Parham? Something like that. He was the guy Padgham. that did the uh, – pa Yeah, thank Padgham. you. It's his drum suite, and uh, it has, obviously, the kit that uh, Phil Collins used, that kind of sound. No one cared, but he also worked with like the police and a bunch of other red yeah, chili peppers, yeah. no, for sure. so on and so forth. I figured you knew his name. I was close to his name. Um, so I'll be honest. I like Sound of Contact. Like that specific album, I thought was awesome. Um, this one for me, like at least the, the few songs I've listened to, there's too many like long stretches where I kind of get like bored. And I'll be honest, it, it reminds me a little bit of uh, what is it like? Lonely Robot is that the band? Um, maybe it doesn't yeah, remind, well, that remind is a band. you of that. Uh, well, no, no, it is. Does it remind me of Lonely Robot? I mean, the side. <laughs> Does it remind the, you the of Frost si at all? <laughs> you know, stylistically, I think because of the instruments, you know, the sort of little bit of electronic and keyboard uh, heavy based music along yeah. with it um, gives that it's in the same family. It sort I don't of has think this it like the same. sterile, like almost like um, it, it, lots of like technological sounds in it. And, and maybe I'm way off base here, but. For some reason, I find that to feel cold and not as exciting to me. But um, it might almost I'm... be by design, though. I think when you, you're not going to find sure. a lot of piano and acoustic guitars on here, right? So that removes that from it. Yeah. I think. Yeah. No, I know but it's a again, choice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm I... on a prison planet when I listen to it. Is the problem? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Well, you know, we're here to just share. What's oh, we're out. here to be positive. Okay, I'm we're sorry. We're here to just I'm share sorry. what's come out. No, it's all good. Okay, <laughs> uh, next up is uh, is uh, Jason Beeler, uh, who we've covered okay. on here. Again, is he a prog artist? Not completely. I think that's been covered. He's formerly of Saigon Kick, from a big uh, kind of band from the 90s. Um, and uh, he's had a couple solo records now over the last few years. The newest one is Postcards from the Asylum. And the reason why we sort of include it here is that I think it's the, something that will appeal to the prog fan. And it's been covered on every prog site that has been out there. So it, it, it's in that same vibe, like, um, uh, I don't know, Tears for Fears might be a little bit more poppy than even this, but there's a lot yeah. of different styles, elements, weird time signatures at, at, at points. A couple of guest stars from the prog world, Marco Miniman and Rio Akimoto play on a couple of different songs. So, uh, you know, this is one of those things that almost is educational. It's like, 
let's teach the prog audience about it because you i think you'll like it so uh, we've we played a different track on a pr- previous podcast called Flying Monkeys, and that was a sort of weird Frank Zappa one with Marco on drums, and it was it's all nuts. This one is sort of a more dreamy, uh, lush ballad with a, a lot of orchestration called Mexico, which I really like. So I just wanted to share that because I think this song is is uh, actually really nice, really cool. <laughs> Right? I'm gonna yeah. buy some drugs and get it on. <laughs> like, who's not so, gonna like that? You know? I I think it's great, and and again we. I've said this before about this album. I could play five different songs from it and it would convey a different style of what the album is. So it, it doesn't tell you that the whole album is like this at all, you know, um, yeah. which I think is what makes it sort of a, a fun record. Can I also just say uh, amazing beard Jason Beeler has. And uh, we we now have had two really great beards enter the ring. We had Ray Alder's drummer. I don't know if you caught that in the video. I did not. Really get great beard behind those drums. And I just Googled Ray Alder drummer, nothing showed up. So I feel bad for the guy, but great beard uh, along with Jason's. But, you know, it, that was one of those things, like I listened to it and I was like, great song. Like who could say anything different uh, on that specific track? I'm not getting enough that would make me want to like necessarily come back to it. But um, I mean, what's what's not to like about a song like that? I mean, it's. Well, and I also think the lyric of uh, going to jump the wall to Mexico, buy some drugs and get it on. I think this is gives you a little bit of insight to his warped mind, which uh-huh. there's a lot of weird lyrics. There's there's another lyric on a song called Human Head, uh, which is uh, I bought a human head and I placed it on a shelf. It watches over me, something like that. That's And that, that's the last song on the record. So, nice. uh, all right. So we'll go to uh, Einar Solberg, uh, lead singer for Leprous, his debut solo album called 16. Um no members from Leprous are on it. It's a bunch of different guests from a bunch of different bands. The singer from Vol is on it. Uh, Ishan is, is uh, he does a song with. Actually, I picked a song that he uh, duets with him on this one. Um, and uh, it's a weird kind of mix. I mean, if you're a Leprous mm-hmm. fan, you'll like it, but it's not very, it's not overly guitar driven. There's a lot of different styles. But if you followed the the evolution of Leprous, you, I think this album makes complete sense. There's and, a rapper um, on like the opening track, right? It's not the opening track. It's in the it's in the middle. Okay. But there is a uh, uh, Ben Levine who's it used to be in Bentney. Um, he does okay. uh, uh, sort of a, a breakdown in the middle of one of the songs called Home, which is really cool. And again, it you'd think that sounds weird, but the way it's done and the scope of the record, it's not out of place. Um, it just sort of works. 
So uh, this is a track called Splitting the Soul. To me, this is the most leprous sounding one on the record. Mm. Very heavy and uh, really cool. had some bad Indian food last night. You're covering, you got every vocal range on earth in this song. I was going to say, the, the vocal melodies he chooses are just unbelievable. I don't know why, but I love that song. I think it's awesome. I mean, I really like Leprous. I, I it's one of those uh, albums, like the most recent Leprous album, Aphelion or Aphelion or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I when you go into it the first time and you really do not know what you're going to expect at all, and it's it's almost like a horror film in some ways. Like uh, it, it sort of like sneaks up on you in terms of the songs and the directions they go in, and I think that for progressive rock, like that anything is possible kind of mantra. Uh, it sometimes gets lost with some of these bands that just feel like they're copying what's been done before. And so I like the idea that there's people in kind of the new movement of Prague doing things that aren't expected. If that's a rap bridge or that's whatever the <laughs> heck that was that we heard where you're going from almost operatic, uh, you know, high register vocals to growl vocals, like that's cool. Like it keeps it feeling right. new and different. So yeah, I agree with that. Kudo, kudo, kudos to him. That's a great album. I think it's worth uh, checking out. It's different. And, What's the uh, 16 mean? Do we know? Is there a meaning yeah, behind yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So uh, he describes it as um, when he was 16 is when he um, f- first realized, you know, where he was in his life and, and uh, the struggles that he was going through and that he wanted to be a musician and all that kind of stuff. is a turning point in his life, that kind of thing. And nice. so the first song on the album as well. Uh, okay, next up, Crown Lands. Uh, we've covered these guys before, but we a lot of people really like this album, so I wanted to revisit it again uh, on this one. Uh, duo from Canada, a lot of a lot of things from Canada as well. And um, uh, they, they, you know, obviously, it's been talked about that they have a Russian influence. The opening track is this 18-minute kind of 2112 space odyssey type thing, uh, but there's also some other styles on the record. This track that we're going to play is the one of the more regular singles, a short about five minute song called Lady of the Lake. Maybe has a bit more of a Zeppelin vibe. Um, but, uh, you know, I kind of dig this one too. And uh, I think this is uh, an album that's, uh, you know, done really well to expand uh, their, ex- you know, exposure to everybody. We The interview I did with Kevin from the band, the guitar player, uh, has a, a lot of views. People seem to really be into the band. So um, let's uh, check out this track a little bit. Man, that's up there, huh? This is so Zeppelin-y, this part. Yeah. 
I dig that. Anyway, cool. So I I don't hear Zeppelin. I hear Greta Van Fleet doing Zeppelin. And I again, I'm not trying to be a hater, Fair. but I hear no rush in that specific track. No, not really uh, in this one. But I, I definitely hear the Zeppelin. You know, maybe mixing not all the that most, in there. The best showcase of what the band really is in that song, but it is their the single out right now. So just no, man. I I would. I would hope that a band wouldn't just try to sound like one band anyway. I mean, that's stupid. Uh, but it did seem right. like they got a lot of their initial kind of rocket fuel from sounding like Rush. And I think being a duo is always like kind of a cool conception. Although well, they're a songwriting duo, like they're going to play with other people. Obviously, you can't just be two people unless you want to be the White Stripes. But No, live. They play just the two of them. Just two? Yeah, it's no crazy. You, no, you haven't seen those? Okay. No. The drummer plays like he's playing and sings. And then the uh, guitar player has a double neck bass guitar and bass pedals on the floor what? and keyboards okay. in front of him. And he plays okay. all of those instruments. And that's how they play, the two of them. I stand corrected. Was there not a third guy in that video there playing like a – I guess that was – I'm miscounting members. No, there's how just two that? of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's there crazy. Were the ladies the live, the, there were the, the ladies live, of the lake, you know. The, the live videos are <laughs> – amazing no, okay really, all right pretty i gotta stop cool. sleeping on this band send me send me some more stuff by them i do respect right. that yeah yeah bass pedals all right uh next is uh yes of course we can't Who? Not leave we can't leave these guys out um their 23rd album i want to say mirror to the sky wow. uh which just came out a couple months ago uh, a lot of people sort of hailing this one back as uh as maybe their best album since uh fly from here or even magnification um, I agree it's better than the previous two that John Davison sang on. There's a lot of really cool stuff on this record. It's the most proggy uh, album uh, in a long time. A lot of long songs. Uh, the title track is uh, one we're going to play a bit here. There's really, when you're picking uh, 30 seconds to a minute of, of anything from yes, generally, it's impossible. The yeah. ideas from the long songs, which are the cool songs, take forever to develop. And it doesn't really show you much, but there's one particular part of this song I like. It's the ending. There's no vocals in this part, um, but I think it's a really cool moment on the record. Uh, Sorry, John. So I just wanted to share it because you're not going to see this as part of the, any of the singles or anything like that. That's out. So, um, you know, we'll check this out for a little bit. And now on Disney VHS. Steve 
That's badass, right? I think it's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Who's like, yeah. or, who's orchestrating that stuff for them? Oh man, you can ask. Is me that, that Downs? Name. No, no, it's a no, Paul it's a Case, Paul Casey Orchestra. I want to say. Okay, uh, so they he, did. He's, yeah. They've worked with him before. Yeah, it's a full on full real orchestra. Yep. But I mean, that's that's uh, cool. I, I think that part's really cool, and uh, you know, it's, again, that's like one of those things where you can't put that out. That's that can't be this like, even though it may be the best part on the album, that's you have to buy the album to ever get to listen to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so, cool. Steve Howe is seventy six. I just googled it just to make sure, and he's he's writing that. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's great. So Jethro Tull released their new album called Rock Flute, spelled R-O-K-F-L. Uh, is it O-T-E with the umlauts over? Um, yeah. And uh, translated, it may not mean rock flute, but that is what it's supposed to be is rock flute. Um, anyway, this is a really cool album. Uh, a, a lot of people have said this sounds very much like old classic Tull records, even more so than the Zealot Gene, which was released just a year ago. Um, there's a lot of cool guitar parts and... and uh, kind of upbeat songs throughout this album a lot a lot of the classic flute playing that ian anderson is known for um you know and it's an interesting record to listen to so we're going to play a little bit off one of the singles uh called the navigators and so many buttons all right hold on ian anderson 75 you recognize the face in the in the video? The face. Yeah. You know how that person is in there? That's our good buddy Christian Rios. No, it is Christian. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Way to go, Christian. It's amazing. Yeah, our, good fr- our good friend I Christian didn't know that. Made, made that video and uh, get, makes a guest appearance. Yeah. All right, Catatonia are back with a new album called Sky Void of Stars. Um, another great album from them. Uh, I think the last one was City Burials from a few years ago. And, uh, and then, of course, the pandemic hit and they took some time off. They didn't get to tour and then they ended up writing this new record. Uh, this has been my favorite album of theirs in a long time. This is really, really good stuff. Um, I'm just going to jump into the single here, uh, which is the album's first track called uh, Austerity. Uh, so there are quite a few A title tracks on this album. Um, but this one is, uh, yeah, this is the first track on the on the record, and it's uh, really cool and heavy and awesome. Hold on. Cool, heavy, and awesome. Anyway, 
I think Man, that's I, awesome. I, that's that's one of my favorite songs of the year, to, to be honest with you. Really? I really I, like if it. Any, if anyone out there watching can tell me the time signature of that part, I'd be very impressed. You know, that actually, uh, I feel like my reference pool is getting more and more limited as I get older, but that reminds me of Ghost, like the way he sings. Uh, it kind of reminds me of that, but this is where Roy disagrees and says, no, actually, it reminds me of this. 1998 band that no i you know what i don't have a reference to what this sounds like i really don't um i don't hear huge sounding drums it's got that uh catatonia where are they from are they european yes i want i want to say norway yeah there's just a certain style to uh european lead singer vocals to me like you can sort of kind of hear that it's no not norway swedish sorry swedish it's good yeah, so uh, like Sky Void of Stars, a uh, great counterpart to Coldplay's Sky Full of Stars. Sky Full of Stars. This sounds, is like sounds, the, sounds about the nihilistic same. version of you know Coldplay. This is great. Uh, well, and now we're going to get back to, uh, you know, an album I, I rarely talk about, the debut from a band <laughs> called Ocrist, uh, <laughs> called uh, uh, it, The V's Are U's. That's all I keep telling people. So uh, Ocrist uh, from Norway, debut album called The Approbation just came out. Uh, a couple of singles have been out. I just did a reaction video for a different song. So I uh, would ask that you go check that out because I think it's a great song and I hope people get a chance to listen to it. Uh, this is a really great album from beginning to end. Not a bad moment on it. I'm just going to play a little bit of uh, one of the singles called Arcane Clouds. Here we go. is the scandinavian oh. portion of our show uh catatonia <laughs> you're right swedish Akras, norwegian group these by uh by region that's what i should yeah. have done yeah i get i'm just heard his buzz uh, I, i'm sorry if there's a buzzing i hear a buzzing uh, maybe, maybe i don't hear a buzzing i just i hear some great uh new prog music that came out in the first half of 2023 um I, i'll be honest we, we we've given you a hard time for the pronunciation of Akrist. i it's not like to me, I get it now, the V's are used or whatever, but it's a great album. It's really good. Really dark. Um, also, for whatever it's worth, I like the style of their music videos. I like that they actually went for something yeah, I think it's cool. kind of cinematic. Yeah. It seems like 90% of music videos these days are just band plays in a warehouse, but uh, cool videos. So it's got this Francis the Mute vibe. That's what it reminds me of. People with bags on their heads. Don't know what that the means. The only thing but that I actually I like it. thought... The first video was a was a, like a part one uh, is how mm. they set it up because it says to be continued and then th- this was going to be the second one, and I just kept waiting for some really gory, bloody something to happen at the end when that metal comes that metal part comes at the end and yeah. it just doesn't happen, you know. But yeah. I just thought it'd be a decapitated head or something was coming and nothing, uh, yeah. nothing happens. <laughs> Maybe part three. 
We'll, we'll uh, get Ocrest on the line and tell him. I tell so. you what I really like about what we're doing with this podcast is the diversity of the music because we're going from like, I mean, I guess you could argue Catatonia and Ocrest are in the same family musically, but the next one is really not. Uh, so uh, it's uh, Kite Parade, uh, which is uh, from the UK. It's basically all one guy, except for the drumming. Andy Foster, he plays pretty much everything and writes everything. Um, follow up to his first album called The Way Home, which came out uh, a couple of years ago. And um, this is a, a really great record. If you're a fan of, um, let's see, stuff like Transatlantic, Spock's Beard, the Neil Morrissey kind of music, Frost um you know that's one of, of my stuff. favorites on i this think list. this is in there and this is one of my favorite albums of the year because everything on this uh, on this album is just great the guy writes amazing hooks and has just enough cool technical prog elements thrown out to keep you uh in interested and the songs are there's a lot of long songs a couple of short ones in there it's a whole mix of really cool stuff so um i dig this and um yeah i think a lot everybody should uh get to know this record this is the title track, the opening single. Anyway, that's a long song you can see. Uh, by the way, drumming on that is Nick DeVirgilio, who plays on, I think, five uh. out of the six songs. Um, so yeah, so that's another, you know, right there. If you, you like that kind of stuff that Nick does, you get the idea. And if you don't like the things that Nick does on the drums, you're an idiot. So he's definitely one of the best drummers. I was I was listening to uh, The Myth of Mastrophus again the other day. And, yep, our uh, his, Rio Akimoto's album. Yep. His, dr his drumming is so good on that. Yeah, really is. But, all right, coming uh, on the home stretch, got three more here. Uh, another great one from Periphery, uh, Periphery 5, Gent is Not a Genre. Um, I think this is their best album. You like this album, right? Have you heard this album? I have heard this album. I yeah, Periphery is one of those bands that I like it. I listen to every album they do, and then I don't find myself coming back to it. And It's nothing to say other than just it's not like in my wheelhouse. But this one has been my favorite. I really liked uh, Hail Stan. I thought there was some really good stuff on that. Was it Reptile that was really cool Reptile's on that song? a really good song, um, yeah. But, uh, and I've seen Periphery in concert. I love Matt Halpern's drumming. Like, I, I should, it's just gent as a general concept. Um, it's not a genre, but it's also not my favorite thing. But this one is cool because in between the songs, it's linked with all this, like, orchestration. And I think they really took a step up with how they approached this album. So, great album. And this yeah. is a great song. I like song. this one a lot. I, I do listen to this album. I've, I have returned to this album over the over the last few months from time to time. And uh, just it's a good mix of, of what they've done over their whole career. And they I think they took it up a notch with this one. And um, an so AI-generated music video. Yeah. And this Sorry. is called Atropo, uh, second single and uh, second track on the album. Somebody can't see it funny How much better 
that's the chorus, which I really like a lot. But then I love the transition into this next part, which I think is some of the stuff I really like that they do. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I think that's really good. Um, cool. All right. Next one is going to be Riverside uh, with their album ID Identity. ID Entity, I want to say. There's a dot after the ID. Um, and uh, this is their eighth record. Uh, first one with uh, the new guitar player as, a, as an official member. And. Um, yeah, this one, they went a little bit retro on a bunch of the songs. There's a little bit of a kind of 80s rush kind of vibe on some of this. And um, mm -hmm. I, this is a really fantastic album. I mean, all their albums yeah. are consistent. They don't really make a bad record. Um, they change just enough stylistically from each one. Some album is darker than the next one or not. Mm -hmm. This one is a bit more, uh, a bit more upbeat than the last one. Obviously, the last one was dealing with uh, the death of their uh, drummer yeah. and uh, sorry, death air guitar player. Um, and uh, Peter, it was a lot of it was written about that. This one is sort of them coming out of that. Um, and uh, you know, great lyrics, great videos actually to go with all this stuff. So, this is the opening, tr sorry, opening track called Friend or Foe. Check that out. That part at the end there, I can't think of anyone or anything out right now that sounds like that. Mm -mm. Yeah, this is my favorite album of the year so far, and I'll be shocked if it's not my favorite for the whole year. I just, I love it. I, yeah, I, I like when bands take that sort of um, approach to an album. Like it's almost as if we took a time machine back to, you know, 1985 or 86, and we're like, we're gonna make an album. I mean, Haken did the same thing with 1985. Like, and that remains. Uh, my well wait sorry is that affinity i guess but that, affinity that, is the album yeah yeah that remains my favorite album of theirs just because i like that choice um kind of helps um i don't know surround the album in a way thematically that makes it make sense you can do that with films and things like that too i just i just think it makes it more interesting and you kind of have to work within the confines of that decision uh riverside for me is my favorite like modern prog band i just feel like everything they do consistently is great so yeah hard to high argue they're awesome high praise to them yeah all right we're going to close it out with uh haken and hey, uh, yeah their latest album uh fauna and that's their seventh record i guess yeah i think it's their seventh record um yeah they've been touring i just saw them a little while ago over here they were in north america uh they're just awesome i think they are killing it every with everything they do um, all their albums have these cool themes. They, they try and explore new boundaries musically um, on this one as well. Same way Riverside kind of does. They try not to make the same album twice live. They're just unmatched. Uh, you know, Ross is just really great front man right now. 
Uh, so yeah, and uh, so they just released a, a new video for the track Love Bite, a sort of a compilation of live footage from their UK tour. And uh, yeah, we'll finish up uh, on this one here a little bit. Let's get that going. This is a great song. really good yeah they're awesome cool yeah <laughs> that's everything it's it's nice to end there with uh riverside and hake and those would be like my two choices for like you know who's going to carry the torch when all the other guys you know hang it up you know many yeah. other bands but those two in particular for me at least well i mean you know the crazy thing is i mean haken's been around since 2010 was the first album and riverside's been around for a few more years than that, almost about yeah. 20 years. They just celebrated their 20 year anniversary, actually. Mm-hmm. So they're not. <laughs> well, <you> know, okay. <laughs> they, they, they have, they've been around a while too. So yeah, I mean, yeah. time flies. Even all these you know, Foo Fighters have been around 30 years. You know, we talked about them mm-hmm. before and they seem like a new band all the time, but they've been around forever. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's weird. It really goes by quickly. Uh, so anyway, that's uh, 15 songs. I'm sure we left out a bunch of stuff. I'm sure we'll get comments about how could we leave out X, Y, and Z. So please let us know what we missed and what some of your favorites were uh, leave in the comments or uh, on the YouTube video or on socials or wherever you watch this. Um, anything Do you have else a favorite that... from this or can you not say, I don't it's know. It's hard you on the for spot. me to, no, it is hard for me to pick a favorite because uh, I really like them all. Um, is it Kai parade? I have to wait. Okay. I don't know. I Cause we rank this know. stuff at the end of the year. So, you know, this is, you know, we'll see how many of these things I can't, make it onto the year end list. I cannot you know. pick a. I cannot pick a favorite. I like okay. them all. Wow. They're all good. I think it was a good variety. So good. Good job picking the fifteen. Um, for me, at least, it's. I. I had not listened to all this, and so I feel bad. I feel like I showed up for the final and had not studied some of it. So honestly, there's stuff. I'm sure there's great stuff we left out. It's just hard to yeah. go through and pick even just fifteen. Um, but look, I think it shows the diversity of what's out there. Very few yeah. of these were similar, um, and yet somehow they all fall under stuff all prog people listen to. You know, I think mm-hmm. when you can listen to Periphery, Jethro Tull, and Jason Beeler all in one sitting, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, I dig that about what we get to listen to. Yeah, right on. Cool. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for joining, and uh, we'll see you again next time.